Hey, you guys. We're so glad to have two special guests with us. We have Fudger plus Ali. And if you guys have not heard them before, they're a duo that I really have fallen in love with. I love their music. And I hope you guys will continue to research and find them online if you haven't actually found them. They have great careers. They are amazing human beings. And I'm so glad to have them here on Black Canvas. Fudgy was born and raised in the rural hills of Schuylkill County in Pennsylvania and is the daughter of Pakistani parents. Trained in both acting and singing, her passion for music and performance has been influenced by a array of genres and cultures of her life and family, which reflects in her diverse writing style and her vocals. Ali grew up in Massachusetts and is the son of an American man and a Boston Irish woman. This unique blend simultaneously exposed him to the Eastern sounds of Arabic music and the classic rock of his parents' generation through to the pop and hip hop of today. Also trained in theater, Ali combines his natural storytelling ability with his unique composition to create poetic and relatable music. They released a debut EP called 1190, which has a lot of eclectic mix of pop and soul that offers a diverse sampling of their talents as songwriters and musicians. And we're so glad to have both of you here on Black Canvas. Thank you all for being here. Thank you for having us. Well, I'm just so grateful to be here to talk to you. And the reason I love this experience is that um, we're all in three totally different locations. So this is actually the first time that I've actually done an interview with two other individuals from two different areas of town. So this is... <laughs> and that's awesome. Y'all are my first. I had my first Olympian yesterday and I have you guys next. So this is like great. <laughs> that's amazing. It's a good week. It's a good week for you. Uh, no, and it's a great week because I'm going to really have fun with our next section, which is something I came up with recently. I like to do sometimes like rapid fire questions to kind of just talk to you guys and just get the first response that comes to mind. So I'm going to kind of go to Ollie first. And Ali, just so you know, there's no actual prize at the end. So if you mess up, it's okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right, noted. All right. Well, I had someone tell me, they're like, well, what am I getting? I'm like, you're getting a great, a great interview. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> but hopefully in the future, I would love to do like prizes or something and we can do something fun. But <laughs> Ali, the first one I have for you is one of the songs called Big Lights. Um, so the question I came up with is, when did you first develop your passion for singing and songwriting? And did you ever imagine yourself gaining the attention you have garnered this far in your career? Yeah, so um, I would say that art has been a part of my life for like a, pr a pretty long time. My older sister was an amazing singer, so I was around that growing up. And uh, in, in school, I started playing saxophone when I was in fifth grade. And I continued with that through middle school and high school. Um, did a lot of theater, including musical theater in high school. Um, and then when I got to college, I was in a program, an acting program that specialized in uh, creating your own work. And so that program sort of pushed me to take all of these experiences, my musical background and my theater background, and kind of forced me to... Um, start writing. And I, uh, I was lucky to be around a lot of different people who would write original songs as part of their theater pieces that they were creating. And so I was inspired by them. Um, so really in college is when I 
kind of jumped into songwriting. And by the my senior year for my senior thesis, I wrote a play with um, a bunch of original music and showed it to Fudger. And that's kind of how we got started. Um, you know, we we would sing, we'd go karaokeing, and we would joke together um, uh, about like recording together one day. But it wasn't until you know a little after college we had I shared some of my original music with her, and she you know she's an amazing singer, and we got together um, to start recording music together. Um, and then yeah, I mean we I guess we jumped into this you know obviously hoping that we could go far in our career. We you know we feel very lucky to have found each other um, and share the skill set that we do where we have, you know, great singing and uh, um, songwriting that we can combine together to create good music. So the hope has always been to, you know, go far. And I think, you know, we're, we're always surprised and lucky when we meet new people who find our music and are inspired by it or like it. Uh, people like you um, who, you know, came, you found us and uh, luckily, you know, really like us and connect with our music. So um, it's always a, a pleasant surprise and hopefully, you know, we continue growing. I think you answered that perfectly. I, I think Fletcher, I think he kind of cheated <laughs> earlier. <laughs> I know, man, what a, what a beautiful answer. I'm, I'm feeling, I know there's no prizes, but I'm feeling the competition heat up already. Oh, I'm sure, I'm sure you're going to, you're going to bring the competition <laughs> with your answers. <laughs> Let's see. So we're going to go to Fudger next. All right. So Fudger, the song Shivers. When was the last time that you felt scared? And what is your favorite scary movie? Oh, my God. Um, I am a I am a big Freddy cat. So I feel scared all the time. Um, (laughs) But I guess on a on a large scale, I would I would have to say, I think being a musician, you know, as Ali said, we kind of, you know, hopped into this head first. Obviously, we had we had backgrounds in art, but you never really know what to expect when you decide to go in a have a career, you know, as a musician. So I think every time we start a new project or release new music. I mean, we just released a new song uh, last month and there's a good amount of, oh, oh, sorry, one second. Sorry, my thing, just, can you hear me? Okay, sorry, just like cut out. I heard a weird noise. Um, Sorry. So yeah, we just released a song uh, last month and I think whenever we release something, there's always like a sense, a huge sense of excitement, but there's also definitely a lot of fear in that and you know in fear and everything we do so i had to, i would honestly say the last time i really felt scared, definitely a little scared is when we you know released our new song but it was equally as scary and exciting um and unfortunately i do not watch scary movies because i am such a scaredy cat um so i can't, I, I can't answer that question i don't really have i can't watch scary movies i can't even watch the trailer to scary movies so I don't have an answer for that. <laughs> well, I want to answer that one. One of my favorite ones is The Ring. Y'all, y'all know like... Oh, oh, yeah. That's really funny that you bring that up because the reason I can't watch scary movies is because my brother, when I was younger, when I was very young, forced me to watch... Uh, like the Japanese version of the ring. I guess it was like based on a Japanese on a, a Japanese movie. And so he made me watch the Japanese version mm-hmm. when I was really young. And ever since then, it scarred me so bad that I, I couldn't watch another scary movie. So it is interesting that that's your favorite. But I know for a fact that that movie is terrifying. So it's a good choice. It is most definitely terrifying. <laughs> I was like, 
every time I look, I'm like, if I see someone who even resembles that hairstyle or that, yeah. I think oh, I'm. <laughs> no, I agree. I'm. I mean, this. How many years later? And sometimes I'm sitting in the dark, and that that image pops my mind. I'm like, oh great, I gotta sleep with the lights on now. <laughs> <laughs> but the funny thing is there's no wells where I live, so I don't have to worry about that. So Oh, that is true. <laughs> That's good. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So Fudger did really well. Let's go back to Ollie next. So the next one we're gonna talk mm-hmm. about is without you. Um, who is one person that you have lost in your life that is irreplaceable? And how have you learned to move forward since the loss? Yeah, that's um, a great question. I think, um, like I mentioned, you know, Fudger and I met in school and um, we connected because we both uh, were into theater and music. Um, But something that happened to us both uh, when we were in college that I feel like brought us close together is we both lost a parent. Um, So I lost my mom after freshman year of college and Fudger um, lost her dad about a year after that. Um, And so you know, obviously both of those experiences were very difficult and losing someone you love um, is always very difficult and challenging and trying to move forward can be difficult. Um, I think, you know, moving forward is uh, even now, you know, with so much time passing, it's like a, it's still like a day-to-day thing. Um, But I think for me, something that really helps is being a writer and musician and singer. I feel like I, you know, especially early on closer to, um, closer to those losses, uh, one way that I really coped with it was by writing songs. I think one of my first original songs was written actually after my mom died. Um, and so writing has been great for me to really explore loss and how really how you get over grief and you don't really ever get over it. You know, it comes and it goes, but, um, luckily I've had writing and art to help me sort of sort through all of that. I first want to say I'm I'm so sorry for both of you guys losing people that I know mean the world to you. And it's just one of the hardest things. Um, I want to kind of talk about my myself for a quick second. Um, I ended up switching careers. Yeah, and so I originally worked in business and accounting for many years and have degrees in that. And I switched to mental health counseling. And so I'm a licensed professional counselor and I now specialize in grief and trauma. So I wanted to be able to do that, to pay it forward and uh, assist people who really need um, that voice or, or, or even like almost a sounding board to be able to share your experiences. And so when starting this podcast, um, the original reason for starting it was to be able to talk about life experiences and positivity and, and learning to, to find, you know, a love and support for each other because there's so much negativity that was going on when I started the podcast, things going around the world outside of just COVID. And I was like, what is a way that we can all connect in a different light? And I can still be able to feel like I'm making an impact without actually counseling people through, mm. you know, this, this venue. And I said, well, this might be something fun. And from doing that and working with a coworker and we recorded together just for fun, I was like, you know what, interviewing people from around the world and talking to them about their experiences, especially since COVID might be a great idea. And then it just started to become something bigger and better by talking to people and them being open to being here and showing that we have so much in common, even when we don't even know we do. And so I lost my grandpa a few months before I graduated high school. And so that was a really hard thing for me because he helped get us out of mm-hmm. a lot of a negative things in my childhood. And then I took care of my grandmother who had dementia and she died in my arms five years later. 
And so going through that at a very young age and being through Katrina and Rita, um, Hurricanes Katrina and Rita, and also being a victim of brutality, um, it was just something that I found light in those experiences and said that I don't Mm. have to be a victim. I can be someone who survived it. I can be someone who's gained knowledge from that experience and to be able to show people that just because you've gone through something tough doesn't mean we have to be tough minded. We can be able to have breakthroughs instead of breakdowns. And so in talking with you and hearing that, it just resonated with me because I remember Mm. where I was when this happened. I've relived it many times, but when I talk about it now, I don't break down and cry the way I once did but I can yearn for finding that love and support in others. And I feel like I'm not alone. And your music, that's what I wanted to say, listening to you guys and your music helps to center people. And me even listening to you just recently, I was just so moved by your, just what the message you guys conveyed. It just really touched me. So I wanted you to know that even at times when you think, oh, I should be here. I don't know why I'm not where I thought or I'm going through experiences that are tough that y'all still are impacting people mm. in a positive way. Wow, Jerry, that's, thank you so much for saying that. And I, I mean, I want, like, we're so sorry to hear, of course, about, you know, your experiences with your grandfather and your grandmother, but it sounds like you have an incredible grasp on life and it sounds like, you know what you're doing. It's like, it's a huge inspiration, honestly. So thank you for sharing that with us. Yeah, oh, thank you so much. I thank y'all because, like I said, this is why I love this show. This show is not about anything scripted. It's about being honest and authentic and loving each other and supporting each other. And my whole goal is to support any and every guest I talk to, even outside of the show. You know, if there's something you need, resources, people to talk to, things. That's my goal because I want you to win and be successful. And if I'm doing well, I want everyone to do well. And I feel like we're in such a culture, unfortunately, we see people that just they just want to win at all costs and they don't understand like Mm. you know that's not what we should you know be about it's about finding our purpose but our purpose doesn't mean taking someone else down to become better it's about being able to embark on a journey and knowing that our road that we're walking is for us and that no one can take something from you that's paid for you but you have to work hard for it it shouldn't be given to us either and so everything I've, I've gotten in my, my life and my career, I'm like, hey, I worked for it and I earned it. And if I lose it, then, you know, I can find something new and another, another venture and to move forward. And, and so I, I really am just so glad y'all here. <laughs> oh, thank yeah. you. you know, we're so glad to be here and just to meet you and, you know, even to hear about your experiences. And, you know, as artists, and I'm sure you get this a lot, but like your support means so much to us. Like just hearing one person that can say, that, you know, they li- that they even listen to our music or that they connected with it is is a huge deal. So, yeah, thank you. Yeah, and that's totally, you know, one of the big reasons why we do what we do is because, you know, through mm-hmm. art, you can show other people that they're not alone and that, you know, you you share a lot. We share a lot of experiences and they might be different, but, you know, they, they're very relatable. And, you know, knowing that there's others out there that are going through similar experiences can really help you as you grow and, you know, break through, as you said. Well, I appreciate y'all for sharing. And like I said, I love this moment because this is a real moment that people, someone hopefully is listening to this or will hear this in the future and they'll be able to come back and say, those three individuals have gone through the fire, but they are like the phoenix from the ashes and you've risen from it and you've been able to persevere and find a new strength that you didn't know you had. And I think COVID has really shown us 
um, more than just the death, it shows us about rebirth of how people are living now, that you really are getting to a point where we're acknowledging the support that we need and people are talking more about mental health and, and struggles that we didn't before. Um, so I think this is this is an awakening for many of us and it's it's going to help us hopefully to grow as individuals. Absolutely. Absolutely. So Fudger, I'm going to you next. This is going to be a fun <laughs> one. <laughs> okay. I'm ready. I'm ready. All right. So next one is first part of a dream. Have you ever had a dream from the night before play out the next day? Do you have deja vu moments? <laughs> Um, it's really funny. I'm going to put Ali on blast on this one. I always tell the story. I don't think Ali remembers this, but, um, yes, the answer is yes. I, I dream like crazy. And I know there's some people that like, don't, don't like have a lot of dreams or whatever, but like, I'm a very like vivid, wild dreamer, like every single night, like without fail. Um, and one time this is such a, this is such a silly and small example, but, uh, um, you know, sometimes Ali will come to Pennsylvania and we'll have like practice, a rehearsal, we'll meet up with the band to do stuff. And, um he and when he spends the night you know he sleeps in the like the guest room of my house which is right next to my room and one night I dreamt that like he didn't he like didn't change into pajamas and slept in jeans and it was like the weirdest dream and then the next morning I woke up and I told him I was like can you believe like I had a dream that you like slept in your jeans or something and I was like so upset and I was like why did you sleep in your jeans and he looked at me and he was like are you serious? He's like, I literally forgot to pack my pajamas and I slept in like in my pants. And I was like, I and it actually like that's actually what happened. So the answer is yes. <laughs> Sorry, Ali. Um, that's like such a silly example, but like stuff like that definitely happens a lot. Like I like dreamt that my sister was pregnant and then she ended up being pregnant, like crazy, like you know, and a lot of times it's like just coincidence. I don't think it's like it's like, you know, but I definitely do think there's a certain magic and mystery, and I do think the subconscious mind has a lot to say and knows a lot that we're not really aware of. And I think a lot of that comes out in dreams. Um, so yeah, and I definitely have deja vu moments like crazy. Um, I think Ali, I feel like Ali has also had like said, like had these feelings, but it's just like something's happening. You're just like, Oh my God, like I feel like this happened before. I can remember like thinking about this before. So yeah, the answer to yes, both. Yes. And my answer to both. <laughs> I think that's a great answer. And you know, with me, I have like a lot of discernment. Like I can almost see things before it happens. Mm. And so mm. it, it can be scary at times. Cause like I literally have told someone something to this is going to happen all in like order. This is going to happen first and this and this. And then the exact mm. thing happened. Even one time, like with yeah. someone passing away, I said, you need to call your dad. I said, I feel like something's going to happen. Oh, that's crazy. And then that's the next crazy. day, the dad passed away. And I and at my, with my grandpa passing away, I knew something was wrong. And it, he, he passed on February 22nd mm. of 2003. And February 21st, we had a very long talk. He had come to the house and we had talked. And I was like... Did you say... You said February, February 22nd? 22nd. Oh, interesting. Go on, sorry. Yeah. And so I had talked with him and we had a very long talk. And I said, I need you to go to the doctor. And he's like, I'm good. Everything's fine. And I was like, no, I have a bad feeling. And I cried that night and I was just, I didn't know where the tears were coming from. I was like, and so I had a tournament the next morning and he wasn't there. And I was like, he never missed a tournament. So I was like, what is going oh, on? And so at the end of it, they found out that he had already passed and he was at the hospital. 
And so there was a lot of guilt in my mind because I figured that, you know, I figured this was going to happen and, and I did couldn't stop it. And yeah, and it was a very but I was mm. young and didn't you know, fully understand things. Yeah, but it was that was a moment I will never forget. And, and I was like, wow, I can't believe to the moment I felt something. That's unbelievable. That's unbelievable. But it's so it's so real. You know what I mean? It's like such a it's, it's a and I think especially when you're young, it's hard to understand. But like, I definitely believe like you, like, as you called it, like discernment, I think for some people, and for me, I don't know, it's like, you know, sometimes I feel it, but sometimes I don't. But it's, I I truly believe, like, again, you know, as we're saying, talking about dreams, like, I truly think our unconscious minds or our subconscious or even the universe or whatever you want to call it, like, I do think there's these signs and we do know if we're like willing to listen or to like understand those feelings. So, but as a kid, I mean, that's, that's unbelievable. And like you said, like, I'm sure it's hard to understand as a kid to be like, I, like, I, I knew this was going to happen. Like, I wish I could have done something about it, but this is, you know, it's just a part of life and understanding it. But I think that I'm sure that is what gives you your strength in, you know, being a counselor and being a therapist and understanding you know, other people's feelings and interviewing people. I'm sure that helps with that as well. I think you hit the nail on the head on that one. Cause like, I always say, like when I talk to you guys, like it helps me to connect even more with my clients because I feel like if I can talk to someone out seeing them and not being in a room and we can make a genuine connection, it teaches me how to listen, how to be patient. And I think that's amazing. And as musicians, I think both of you guys, that's what you have to do really well because mm there may be something that Ali loves, you know, and Fudger, maybe you're like, I'm not sure. And then just being able to collaborate and and even with music (laughs) producers, right? This could be a producer that is completely opposite of what y'all need. And and you have to sometimes be able to stand your ground or be able to be, you know, an active listener and know what what works and what doesn't. And I think that's true. Yeah, I mean, definitely. We talk about this a lot, especially recently. I feel like we've been talking about how important communication is for the both of us and you know to that we've been able we're lucky that we've been able to communicate with each other and and uh collaborate in that way where you know yeah sometimes uh, one person might think one thing and one person might want to go in a different direction but we're able to kind of figure it out and sort through it uh and exactly what you said too you know where and then besides just the two of us when we get into the studio and we're working with a producer um sometimes there's multiple voices now kind of telling us like hey maybe you should do this or maybe you should do this um but yeah, be, being able to listen and communicate clearly is so important, especially working together as a team. Well, I appreciate y'all for that feedback. I think that was great. We, I, I think a lot of people are going to really learn a lot from this episode for sure. So I have something mm-hmm. I'm going to kind of switch it up, you guys, because I know we may not get to all of them because I want to ask some other questions. But this one I want to really ask that both of you guys can answer. And it's based on a song, Gone. And I'll let um, Ali um, go first on this one. Um, in okay. 2021, of course, we know that is passed. What is your New Year's resolution for 2022? And then we'll go to Fudger next. You know, I think I'm, I don't usually make like actually solid resolutions. Um, I mean, I have some ideas of like what I want to do. Like I want to read more, um, want to exercise more. But I think thinking of it right now, the thing I definitely want to work on is I want to be on my phone less. Um, 
you know, obviously it's so important as artists to always be on social media and posting and promoting yourself. But I really uh, have been finding that I think I feel happier when I'm like not sitting on my phone all the time. So it's really hard. It's really hard when there's so many distractions and so much to do all the time. But hopefully I'll be on my phone a little bit less uh, in 2022. That's a great, that's a great resolution. Um, I'm kind of the same way. I think, especially, you know, recently, I feel like I always used to set resolutions and I'm kind of starting to feel like, I don't think I want to do that anymore. <laughs> I feel like I put too much pressure on myself to be like, okay, like new year, um, you know, I'm going to just completely overhaul my life and change everything. So I'm trying to kind of be more realistic. And I think um, kind of going in the vein of what Ali is saying, is just like, you know, I, I feel like emotionally in the past like two years, I've really been trying to figure out how to take better care of myself. Um, whether that is, you know, like Ali said, like focusing on things that are more important, like not, not always being on my phone, um, you know, going to therapy, um, trying to, you know, make better habits that I can actually sustain throughout my life. So I think, um, you know, just kind of focusing on making myself better and really, you know, uh, we talked a little bit about just the things we've kind of gone through in our life, you know, whether it's like losing parents, just like things that have gone through my childhood that I think I've kind of ignored for a while that I feel like I'm like, okay, I think I need to kind of deal with these things. So I think in the new year, I'm just trying to continue to go in that direction of, um, you know, improving myself in different aspects of my life, emotionally, mentally, physically, those sort of things. I think you guys answered that perfectly. And I think like for many of us, it can be difficult to know where we want to be in our future but it kind of goes into my next question and this is going to be one for both of you guys to answer um what has been one of your biggest accomplishments thus far in your career and maybe one of at least one setback that maybe you guys can both agree upon? yeah that's um the setback is tough i guess for me but for accomplishment um i'm gonna steal something we said recently and i, I might be stealing it from fudger um <laughs> but i think i think recording our first song together was like a huge accomplishment um we always talk about how we sort of did things backwards most bands or musicians kind of you know they write some music and maybe perform it like at some small venues and you know rehearse it and work it up and then eventually might decide to record whereas kind of one of the first things that we did was jump into a studio and record a song um, with having very little experience doing that. Um, but once we got in there and, you know, it was a steep learning curve, but we were able to bring in our work and work with a producer to kind of build out a song. And um, when we finished it, it was really exciting. And we were like, wow, maybe we can actually continue doing this. Um, so I feel like that's a really big accomplishment for us. Mm -hmm. um, trying to think of the biggest setback. What do you think, Fudger? Um, yeah, no, I actually was thinking the exact same thing. I think just like re recording and um, just getting like, you know, getting our first song out there was a huge, I think for setbacks and, you know, I don't want to speak for you, Ali, but I'm going to kind of speak for you. <laughs> I think, I think um, something that Ali and I have gotten a lot better at and we're working on still, but just kind of the mindset that you need in order to be an artist, um, in order to kind of have a business and to kind of keep going is you have to sort of constantly maintain this sort of like positive but realistic attitude and I think with what Ali and I are doing um just being who we are you know what I mean being 
artists of color, you know, being a woman who wears headscarf, you know, being Muslim and like being pop artists, it's kind of, it's new territory. Um, we're kind of really carving a place out for ourselves and that can be very difficult mentally, um, just trying to kind of stay on track and not doubt yourself and not question things and kind of referring to something you had said earlier, Jeriel, which is like, knowing what we stand for and kind of sticking to that, especially in an age where people will pretty much do anything to, you know, just be famous or, you know, to get a lot of followers or to go viral. Or I just feel like the society we live in right now, like things are very, very like (laughs) kind of skewed on like what is considered success, especially when it comes to art, like as artists. So I think, you know, just kind of staying on the right track. And I'm really grateful that there's two of us so that, you know, if one of us starts to doubt or if one of us is unsure, we can kind of check each other. But there are moments when we're kind of like, you know, what are we doing wrong? Like, why aren't we? And like you said, like, why aren't we where we thought we would be? And um, I think our, it's a setback, but I really think we've grown a lot. Is just learning how to kind of maintain that positive attitude and that belief in ourselves as we continue, because it is, you know, we are kind of the first people to do this and we have to, you know, give ourselves, like cut ourselves some slack, if that makes sense. I think it makes perfect sense. I fully agree. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, definitely. I think it's, it's definitely really hard not to look and be like, Oh, what should we be doing differently? Or what should we do? What should we be doing more of? Um, But I think what Futter said is like exactly right. Like you can't, that's the, the wrong mindset to have. You just got to keep on, you know, especially as artists, you just make your art and hope you connect with people. And, you know, hopefully it gets out to, to more and more people and it might take a long time, um, but you keep going and keep on doing what you love. And I want you guys to, if y'all can use me as an example, um, I always thought of when this, this show started, I was like, my whole goal was just to help people. And I am helping, but just, I feel like my higher power, which I choose to call God, is really helping and guiding me um, to really reach a different platform of people. And I think it's amazing that I'm able to talk to not only you guys from, like I said, from miles away, and we're able to share an experience together. But the one thing I love about this experience is that no matter if I have a million people that follow me, if it's only 500, it doesn't matter. It's about the one person that can gain something from this message and will leave away feeling refreshed or feeling maybe hopeful when they felt hopeless. And now they can actually use this as momentum to move into their, their new purpose or into a career instead of just jobs. Because many of us have worked jobs, but to find a career and to find a path with someone who you connect with. And I love that y'all have that strong bond and connection um but i love doing this this way because i connect with you guys i don't need to have a team i do everything myself and i say this is such a great experience that you know in a short period of time we'll be doing this show and and talking to such amazing people including you guys it just is like wow i would have never envisioned it to this point but i also know when when i wrote books and did other things as well that became successful that was because i had the dream i had the vision and i actually told myself I could do it and I actually made it happen and I feel like that's what I love about what you guys stand for it's not about having a big record label or doing things to sell yourself out to become successful it's about being authentic it's about people connecting with your message and saying I want to be a part of this 
this new union. I want to be a part of this, this group. And what do y'all represent for so many young kids? And you're going to really help that kid 20, 30 years down the line that can say, I saw them and I saw myself. And so I love it. I love what y'all represent and I, I respect who you are. And I think that's a big thing in the music industry. There's a lot of people who are willing to, like I said, disrespect others and do whatever to get attention. And I said, with this platform, I'm not bringing on any guests that are negative, that are, you know, <laughs> are willing to be just rude and inconsiderate and who want to, to use this as a platform to, to ruin other people. My whole goal is to spread positivity. And that's what I'm going to continue to do, no matter if it's on this level, or if it becomes bigger, I want to make sure that continues. Mm, absolutely. I mean, you're already like <laughs> you're already making a difference. You know what I mean? Like just having a platform like this, like not even for the people that listen, but for the people you're interviewing. Like, again, it's a two way street. You know what I mean? Like the fact that you have us here and that you're showing us you're showing us, you know, your how, how we've affected you or you're giving us your support and sharing that optimism with us it makes a huge difference for us too you know what i mean like it's going to be refreshing to you know face face the rest of the week knowing that we've talked to you and had an amazing conversation and that you know we connected in that way well i appreciate you guys i really do i really appreciate y'all and so i have one question i have one more left before we go into what's next for you and how our listeners can find you but this is a question I ask all of my guests, and I think this would be a really fun one. But if you could give your younger self one piece of advice, what would you say to him and to her? And I'll let um, Fudger go first this time, and you get to choose the age and what you would. Oh, gosh, this is such a good question. It is. <laughs> this is a very good question. Um, uh, I don't know. I Okay. Um. You know, I would probably go back to my teenage years. I would probably say maybe like, you know, when I was like 13 or 14, kind of those weird, awkward stages. I mean, this is, this is, this doesn't sound as wonderful and inspiring as it should, <laughs> but um, I think, you know, being 30, if I could talk to my, you know, teenage self, I would try to get through to her. She probably wouldn't listen to me, but I would try to tell her that, you know, like oh, so many things that I think matter don't matter. Um, but also that, you know, I'm 30 and I still kind of don't have it figured out. So just take your time. There's no rush. I think there's this all throughout my life. There's There was this sort of pattern of me thinking that like I would get to the stage and then everything would just, you know, be like perfect like I would have it all figured out I just needed to get something organized or I just needed to be like healthy enough or fit enough or I needed to be making like I just needed to have a certain amount of money and then like oh then my life will like, kind of unfold and everything will be easy but I would just tell her that like life is a is like a roller coaster it has its ups and downs so just try to enjoy the moment that's what I would tell her I don't know if she would, I don't know if she would listen but that's what I would tell her <laughs> Yeah, that was great. <laughs> um, um, yeah, it is a hard question. I feel like, I mean, kind of the same in a way. I think I would go back. I mean, it's not that, you know, we're like 30 now, um, but I feel like right out of college is a very confusing time because um, especially as an artist, you're like, what do I do? How do I even, you know, where do I even start? <laughs> um, and so I think kind of, 
you know, the advice I would give to myself or anybody that's kind of at that age is kind of what Futter said. You really just got, things take time. You got to be patient and you got to trust in yourself. Um, it's so easy to, to not trust in yourself or to, you know, think that you're not good enough or that, you know, you, you're never going to figure this out, but you will, you know, um, I think, and like Futter said, it's not, you're not going to figure it out one day and everything's going to snap into place. I think, with art, with life and everything, it's a constant learning experience and you're going to always be figuring things out and, you know, learning new things and changing how you approach your life. But um, definitely just, you know, trust in yourself, trust in time and things will work themselves out eventually. Y'all did great on that. I appreciate that so much. <laughs> I give Fudger so I the props. <laughs> <laughs> thank you. Thank you. So if y'all can answer um, the last part for me, if y'all can tell our listeners, where can they find you online, if you don't mind? Yeah. um, uh, So a good place to start is our website, um, but we're on all the social media platforms, but it's all linked there. So uh, as Jariel mentioned, uh, we are Fajr plus Ali. It's F-A-J-J-R-P-L-U-S-A-L-I.com. Um, and you can find us on social media um, with the same handle. So at Fudger plus Ali. Uh, I don't know if you want to add anything else, Fudger. Uh, no, that sounds good. Um, on our social media and everything plus is spelled out. Uh, if you're looking at, for us on your on your music streaming um, apps, you can just type in it as a plus sign and we'll come up. Um, but yeah, like Ali said, same ha- same handle all the way through. This has been some of the most fun I've had you guys in a long time. This has been not only a great interview, but it's just been so, it's been great to get to know you guys. And I consider you to be almost like friends for sure. Yeah, likewise. Absolutely. No, we are friends. (laughs) Like Fudger mentioned earlier, it's like, you know, so great to hear your story and your experience and learn about you. Um, And yeah, I mean, great questions. Great, great discussion. So thank you so much for having us on here. Absolutely. And I will have you guys back very soon on Space Between. So we'll kind of look at our schedules in the next couple of maybe month and a half or so if y'all open in February or March and y'all will be together. If so, we would love to have y'all sing live and hear you sing because y'all are great. And I think our listeners need to hear the music. And then I would love to have y'all on that platform for sure. Absolutely. Yeah, that would be great. And just keep doing what you're doing, Jeria. Like it's such it's so important. And I'm sure you know this, but, you know, everyone you interview, like, appreciates this so much. It's just such amazing work. So, you know, God bless you. Just keep it up. Well, I appreciate y'all. And I'm here for you anytime you need me. You guys, y'all just let me know. And I will definitely continue to stream your music, share your music, make sure that people know who you are. Great. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you, guys. And let's remember you guys to embrace our uniqueness because the world is our campus. Have a great day, you guys. Thank you. Okay, bye. You too. Oh,
Just love the flower.